0: Welcome to the Rumble Podcast. Here at Rumble, we are a catalyst and a movement that exists to reach men, connect them to Jesus, and equip them to live as kingdom men. In this episode, we're going to our 2021 Regular Joe's Conference. This takes place every year in November, and our theme is based around Acts 4.13, how the people looked at Peter and John, they realized they were unschooled, ordinary men. They were regular Joes, but they took note that they had been with Jesus. We want you to sit back, relax, and let this speak to your heart.
1: So it's great to be here today. I really consider this a privilege and an honor. Uh, I believe the Lord has put it in my heart to see men In this country and this on the island of Ireland, being raised up to be who they are in Christ Jesus. My tablet is playing up now. Um, I have a message this morning, but yeah, but before I get into it, I feel I have a bit of a disclaimer. I've been praying to the Lord about a message for this conference and what He would like me to speak on. And uh, I've been searching through the scriptures and the Lord has been giving me nothing. And um, one day I woke up and the Lord just popped scripture into my spirit. And it's about Deborah. It's about Deborah. What a godly man looks like through the eyes of Deborah. And I says, Lord, I can't speak about Deborah in a man's conference. My wife says, don't even go up there. And preach about Deborah. Deborah is for a women's conference, uh, not for men. But there's so much we can learn. And the kingdom of God is not about men and women in a sense. It's about people taking up their calling before God. And doing the things that God himself has called us to do. I find it very strange. I have to be honest with you. I'm praying to the Lord about a message, and him giving me a message about Deborah. But look, we're just going to go with this, aren't we? We're here today just to get something from God, aren't we? What about that worship? Wasn't that worship amazing? Wasn't that powerful? You know, being born again, being part of his kingdom, it's just amazing. How can we sit in our seats? How can we have our hands down I'm a part of, of such a glorious kingdom. You know, it's amazing to be born again. So we all know the story. I'm going to read from judges. I mean, all know the story about the Israelites. They sinned before God. God gave them into the hands of, the, of, of their enemies. It says they wept, And following on from the weeping, they received mercy. And God raised up a judge in the midst of it all. Up to this point, there's always been a man that God raised up. And now it's a woman. And I was praying into this and saying, Lord, what's going on there? I don't think God had a, had a, a meeting with his angels and that and said, but look, we need to bring a bit of equity into the workplace and we need to raise up a woman. I don't think God walks that way. And I was asking, Lord, is there, is there something missing here? Why did you call a woman when it's all been men up to this point? And you know what? Living in an age as people of God, that women are doing everything within the kingdom of God. Men are sitting there warming the pews while, men, uh, while women are running with the things of God. Would you agree with that? Would you agree with that? So this is the message that God gave me about Deborah and it's in Judges 4.4. 4. And this is the reason that the Lord, and there's a, there's, a, there's a picture for each and every one of us in this. That God will choose, like that, that man Rich uh, speaking there, he says, you know, we're part of a kingdom that values weakness. And sometimes men can be just too strong. I do what I do. Let no man judge me. I'm just going to sit and be part, but not get involved, not do the do, not walk the walk, not live the life. I'm just going to be part of a religion, a denomination, but not part of what God is doing. So we read in Judges, it says, Deborah, the wife of Lepithode, was a prophet who was judging Israel at the time, she would sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites would go to her for judgment. One day she sent Barak, son of Abin, Abed- who lived in Kadesh, in the land of Naphtali. She said to him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel commands you. Call out 10,000 of your warriors from the tribes of Napathali and Sebalon at Mount Tabar and I will call out Caesarea, commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors to the Kishon River. And there I will give him victory. I wonder how many times has the Lord called us We heard a word from heaven. He says, go and I will give you the victory in all that I've called you to do. And we've set back. And we've made up excuses for God's call upon our lives. Oh, I am not worthy. Oh, I am not able. He is more, or she is more able to do. I wonder how many times that we have heard the voice of God. You know, everywhere I was driving up and down this country today and yesterday, there's churches on every corner. There's scripture painted all over the place. But is that an impact? Is the holy revival? When you look out the windows of your homes, are you seeing death and destruction on every corner? It was suicide up through the roof, depression. The only big congregations that we're having at the moment is the doctor's surgery. Are we seeing the power of God being released into our neighborhoods, our communities, our villages? We talk about the Lord. We talk about Jesus. We talk about his kingdom come and his will being done. But we're not seeing the impact of it in our lives. And you know, the word of God says that we can only give what we have received. Every one of us in this room are called to be leaders. It's not just for the Phil's or the pastor or a Sunday school teacher, or the worship leader, every one of us have, as men are called to lead. Lead your families. Lead your families. You know, when we talk about suicide and depression and addiction, does this only affect us when it's in the confines of our, of our own home? Does it have an effect on us when we're seeing the the broken? You know, think about it for one minute. Jesus walking down the street and seeing an old beggar, an old drunk, an old drug addict, a woman off her head with worry and concern about her children. Would Jesus stop and talk? Would Jesus stop and talk? Or would he turn around and say, well, that's not my business. One of the reasons I believe that God called Deborah at this time was, it said she sat at the city gate. She made judgments between the people of Israel. She knew what was going on in her community. She knew the oppression of her people. She knew what state the religious being was in. She knew her people. the spirit of the living God in us Bible says that we weep with those who weep we mourn with those who mourn but there's, a, there's an end there if you lose someone belong to you, I'm, I'm going to weep at you I'm going to mourn with you what about feeling the way they feel what about giving love when they don't know what love is amen amen Hallelujah. We've got the light of the Lord living in us. We've got the glory of God dwelling in us richly. Hallelujah. So it says she was a prophet. She sat at the gates and she gave judgments to the people of of Israel. A lot different now than the prophets we see. She wasn't just confined to the Christian conference. She was on the ground. And I say she was a prophet of God. She heard the voice of God. She knew the state of the people. What would a prayer have looked like? What would a prayer have looked like? Would she be pleading for her land that's in chaos? Would she be pleading for the broken and, and the battered and the bruised? Or would she just be accepting everything that, that's going on? You know, I was thinking about, and praise God, we have windows in the church here that looks out. Because a lot of churches you go to don't have Windows. We just like the four walls. We like to be closed into our holy hubble. We love being part of, of what goes on in here. God called us to go in to the nations, into the byways and the highways, preaching the good news, casting out Demons. Healing the sick, giving sight unto the blind. Is is this not our commission? Every one of us, it's our commission. Go ye into all of the world, preaching the good news, raising the dead, healing the sick. It's funny, you go into churches sometimes and you start talking about revival, and it's like, whoa, he's one of those head cases. I am. I'm totally ahead of Case. He's too radical, or he's out there. But can we not believe for revival in in our nations? You know, one of the things about this story of Deborah is, you know, she says, The Lord has commanded you go with 10,000, call out 10,000 warriors to go with you. And God says, I will give you the victory. And is there anybody calling out the 10,000 to go in the name of the Lord Jesus and and see the enemies of our land being conquered in the name of Jesus Christ? We have a name that is above all names. It says at the mention of his names, demons flee. We have power in the name of Jesus. We sing about it. And not believe it. There's power in the name of Jesus Christ. His name is above all names. It's bigger than religion. I love the Lord Jesus. I love the Lord Jesus. Well, i tell you why I love the the Lord Jesus. I was broken. I was addicted. I was battered. I was bruised. I was lost. And he found me. I'm not in any other uh, position than any one of you. I was lost. Now I'm found. I was blind, hallelujah. Now I see. I've got a river of life flowing through me. I was dead. Now I'm alive. Is this not the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? I became a man at 24 years of age. Up to that point, I wasn't a man. I can honestly say that. I blamed everybody for my miserable life. Because of you, I'm like this. Because of you, family abuse. I blamed everybody. And I met with Jesus one night. And he made me a man. And well, i tell you how he made me a man. He made me admit that it's all me. It was me that was ruining me. It was me that was ruining me. He says, "If I confess my sins, he is faithful and just, and we, he will forgive me my sins." He forgave me my sins. I've done horrible things in my past. I've been mixed up in all sorts of, of crazy. I've been shot twice at Point Blank Range. I I should not be here. I shouldn't be here today. I've been in hospital seven times for extreme violence. A week before I got saved, I was chasing my wife. And this is not a boast. I was chasing her around the house with a sawing off shotgun. Wanting to take her life. Blaming her. For my miserable existence. He forgave me of all my sins. Of all my sins. I got a free pardon. But not only a free pardon, I got a full pardon. It says my past, my present and my future sins in him are forgiven. He says that I stand today in a righteous, I I stand. In a righteousness today that is not of my own. I stand. Come here. I stand in a righteousness today that's not my own. I'm righteous in the eyes of God. When when God looks at me, he doesn't see who I used to be. He sees Jesus. He sees Jesus. He doesn't see the old wreck. Filthy Dirty sinner, he sees somebody that's washed, purified in the blood of the Lamb. Me own me own here. Because that's every one of us here. That's every one of us in this room this morning that are born again of his Holy Spirit. He says he doesn't judge sin. Your sin, even though I was despicable, your sin was as bad as my sin. But his love covered it all. His love, his love, his love. You know, we talk about being baptized and, and this and baptized and that. What we need as men of God is a baptism of love. We need the fires of love to be rekindled within our spirit. That we can go out there with non-judgment and see his kingdom come and his will being done on our streets. We've got the answer. We've got the answer. Deborah knew what it was what it was, to feel and understand what was going on around her. She knew the heart, she knew the atmosphere of our nation. She knew what was going on, not in the physical, not in the political, Not in the mental, but she knew what was going on in the spirit. She knew the state of God's people. You know, I didn't come up here today. uh, I know it's a hard one, isn't it? When you start mentioning, I'm going to talk about a man's conference and I'm going to be talking about Deborah. It's a hard one. It's a noise breaker. My wife says, don't do it, Hammy. Don't do it. But we can learn so much because God first called a man. This man called Barak, God says, Look at, go and tell him. Get 10,000 men, call them out. Are we not called to call people out of darkness into his wonderful light? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there used to be a church up our way in Talon. And on its website, I had, you know, all that I was doing. But at the end of it, it says, how to become a Baptist. That's not in the Bible. (laughs) The prayer of faith is how to become a Baptist. Baptist. to lead people to Jesus. He says he is the author and perfecter of our faith. It says when he begins a walk in a person's life, he brings it on to completion. There's not a Baptist in glory or a Pentecostal or a Catholic or a Methodist. There's only children of God. I've been born again, not into Pentecostalism. I'm born again of his spirit. I'm alive in him. I've got the answer to life's questions. And his name is Jesus. 44 years of age, I became a man. I recognized, as that man says, my weakness. Lord, if you leave me here, I'm going to stay in the gutter. But he never leaves us the way he finds us. He never leaves us in the gutter. He lifts us up out of the gutter, out of the pit, out of the mud and the mire. He says he puts a new song in their hearts. I know Jesus. I know Jesus. I know Jesus personally. It's not a shocker. I know Jesus personally. I know God. I know if I was going to drop down dead on this floor, I'm going to glory. I know this. This is not news to me. I got it. The Spirit says He's going to take from me, Tommy, and He's going to make it known to you. I know that I'm I'm washed in His blood. I know I'm a man. I'm a man, 24 years of age. I'm a man, my father, my husband. It's a miracle she stuck around, (laughs) but she had the Spirit of God in her, so she could see beyond the mess. Do you know what I'm saying? We see beyond the mess. We we see the future of a person in Christ Jesus. She's seen beyond the mess. She knew the word of God that says, I know that have plans for him. Plans to give him a, a hope and a future. Hallelujah. This is me and you. A hope. And a future. I have a hope and a future. Doesn't matter what happens, even as we go through this time, I know my future is secure. In His hand, nobody can snatch me out of it. Isn't this amazing news? But there's more. There's more. He says if, if I follow him, if I walk in his ways, if I recognize my weakness before him, he says that I can lead out people that are in darkness. He says that in his name, I can break the shackles Of people that are bound by addiction and depression and suicide. He says that I am his ambassador. I'm an ambassador. I don't know what it's like up here. But in Dublin when you're a a court diplomat you have CD. CD. On the back of your reg plate, I don't know whether it's like that up here. I have that. (laughs) I'm part of his court. I'm a diplomat. I'm an ambassador. Now, 20 years ago, I was in the gutter. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to give you a hope and, and a future. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Then you will call upon me, says the Lord, and I will answer you. This is God speaking to me and and to you. And somehow in the the midst of it, we've got lost in the, I can't do that. I can't do that. Let me tell you today, if you want a revelation, you can't. You cannot do the things of God in your own strength. He knew that. Jesus knew that. But He says, "I'm not going to leave you like an orphan. I'm going to send the counselor, the counselor. Anybody in trouble in their mind here today? You've got a counselor that speaks the very words of Jesus. He will take from me and and make it known to you. Troubled minds to say, Jesus. Deborah's prayer as our prayer should always be. Lord, send revival. The atmosphere. What's going on outside there? Forgive us our sins. Forgive us our sins. Change our nation. Do you know God's a nation changer? Have mercy upon our peoples. No matter what walk of life they they come from, have mercy on our peoples. Heal our land. Our land needs healing, our people need mercy. You know, I said earlier on that when you talk uh, about revival, it's like a, like a big pimple. Strange to talk about revival, but I don't know about you. I'm, I'm living for it. I'm living for revival in our land. I'm praying for it. I'm believing for it. Well I tell you why? I know loads of people that need saved. I know loads of people that are dead. I know loads of people that are blind. And I love them. Because I've got the spirit of, of love. He says, I can't say I love God and, and hate my brother. So I have to love. And when I love, he expresses his heart for those people. What does he say? He says, we we're sin abounds, Tommy. My grace abounds even more. His grace is sufficient to change our land. Heal a nation. You know, why would Deborah pray these prayers? Heal our land, send revival, have mercy upon our people. Because she was a prophet of God, she understood that God was attracted to brokenness. He's attracted to brokenness. His greatest attributes are mercy. And mercy, mercy, new every day, and deliverance. Listen to what it says in Exodus 3, 7. Indeed, it says the Lord, I have seen the oppression of my people, and I have come down to deliver them. This is our God. Heal our nation. Mercy upon our people. Psalm 24 verse 17 says this. Listen to what it says here. This is powerful. It says the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. That's me and you. Are we all God's people in this room today? Amen. Come on, show me your hands okay hallelujah there's no one born again please god you will be at the end of it jesus wants to introduce himself to you but we're not here just on a men's conference just to be tickled drink cups of coffee and have a, a sausage buff bu- uh, what you call them up here <laughs> Butty, Do you call him a sausage we call him a sandwich down the south we're quite simple Thank you, Jesus. His mercies are new every day, amen. So the Lord hears his people when they call out to him for help. He rescues them from all of their troubles. It says the Lord is, is close to the brokenhearted. And he says he rescues those who are crushed in spirit. I'm not reading now of a Harry Potter book or a science fiction novel. I am reading God's word, which is truth. So if, if I'm his people and I call to him for help, he says he will answer me and deliver me from, from all my troubles. This is our God. I love this picture, but I'm seriously challenged by it. Is my heart broken for the brokenhearted? We weep with those who weep, we mourn with those who mourn, we feel, you know, how others feel. but it doesn't just end there. Consider the words of Paul here. And I know the context in which Paul is talking here, but I just get his heart in this. He says, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish myself a, a course cut off of Christ from Christ for the sake of Of my people, my countrymen. Is this what it is to be a true man of God? To walk in his ways, to lead his children, to be pillars. Of God in their communities. Men of peace and not of war. Men of truth and not of lawyers. Has God not given us each and every one of us. The ability to overcome all the schemes of the enemy. The Word of God says that I am a lie in a dark place. Have I allowed the light of my life to grow dim? Do I not feel the way God feels? Do I not have his heart be? Do I not know the mind of Christ? Has my love grown cold? Has my love grown cold for him? Because let me tell you, when it grows cold for him, it grows cold. All around. You know, they say if your relationship is okay with him, your relationships around you are good. Amen. Because we carry unschooled men. It was in the presence of God. Unschooled, as that man said. Powerful. I would consider myself a cursed, cut off of Christ for the sake of my people. I don't know what I'm like in time. 45 minutes, have I? Hallelujah. You know, God is not. Interested just in their ability. But in a sense, he's more interested in their disability. In their weakness, his strength is made perfect. In their weakness, his strength. Is made perfect. I just want to finish with this at five minutes and then we're going to stop, yeah? So Deborah goes to Barak and Barak turns around to her and don't let this be any of us in this room. It says Barak said to her, If you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I'm not going. If you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I'm not going. What an answer before God. Oh, you may be part of what God is doing in your community or church, but what about you and me? When we stand on that great day before our Saviour, Christ Jesus, what will you have to lay at his feet? What did you do with the talents that I have given unto you? What's the temperature of your love for me and for others? Did you lead your your sons and daughters in, in righteousness? Did you teach them the ways of the Lord? Can we end this in prayer, people? Men. Men of God. We're here today because we want more of God. Amen. Amen. Come on. We're born again. We've got the spirit of God. Amen. Amen. We want more of Jesus. Yeah. I want to see my communities changed. Amen. I want to be on fire for his kingdom. I want to be able to walk into the company of sinners and the presence of of God in my life is going to just literally draw them to their knees. What do you have? I want that. I want that. I want what you're carrying. Amen. Okay, let's just bow our heads in prayer. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Father God, every heart is laid bare before you in this room today. Jesus, nothing, absolutely nothing is hidden in your sight, Lord God. You know all things, you know our thoughts before we even perceive them. And Lord, we just ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would move upon each and every one of our hearts. Lord, we just admit our failing, failings and our faults before you tonight or today, Lord God. Oh, Holy Spirit, we ask you, Lord, just to raise us up to be the man of God that you've called us for to be. Lord Jesus, rekindle the fire within us. That we may be beacons of light in a dark place. That we may do all that you've called us to do. And this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode. We really hope and pray that God's word has spoken to your heart and that His Holy Spirit empowered you to go out and be an effective man that people would look at you and really take note that you've been with Jesus. If we can help you or your church in any way in engaging and in reaching men, both inside and outside the church, this is a huge need in our time and in our world at this moment. Please go onto our website, rumble.vision, and send us an email, reach out to us. We would love to get a coffee and to talk to you about some of the things that we have that can help you at a local level but we do hope that you can join us again soon for our next episode be blessed and we'll see you again soon